Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Yes, and I'm here just to tell everyone that the aliens are allergic to the air. And water probably too. Yes. That and that's that could be multiple movies. A spoiler. I'm only thinking about one particular movie, but that yeah, fits in with the theme of the show because we potentially spoil plots. And that's very true. Mm-hmm. Now, one movie that we've covered on a previous episode, Spider-Man Far From Home, by the time you're listening to this episode, is in cinemas right now. It's released. It's ready to be watched. We've already seen it. We did. We've seen it. Together. Yes. And I think we were very chuffed with our predictions. Well, I know one of us was. Yes. So... (laughs) We don't want to spoil anything, so (laughs) if you're going to see Spider-Man, I'd probably recommend listening to our episode on that, if you haven't already, after the movie, Mm. because I think it's immensely satisfying to listen to it after the movie, if you ask me specifically. (laughs) I know, right? You're very happy with that one. And I think a lot of people are excited to see that movie, and I think our episode's a very good companion piece to that. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) Again, if I must say so (laughs) You could be Am I laying it on any thicker? Yeah, it seems like you're very interested in that particular episode, Kieran. So if this is the first ever episode of this podcast that you've ever listened to, welcome, welcome. Welcome. What we do is we look at all the promotional material for a big blockbuster movie, typically the trailer or the poster. We always say poster, but we never look at the poster. We never look at the poster. Actually, I did this week. Oh, you did? Yeah, but it didn't help me at all. How did that help? It didn't help at all. I just You knew the the Adams family was in it? Yes. (laughs) We look at the cast list. Yeah, we definitely look at the cast list or anything we can get our hands on, and then we try and predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. Mm. And act all smug if we get it right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so, as Maddie D has already revealed, this week we're talking about the upcoming Adams Family movie. Yes. Now, this definitely isn't the first iteration on the big screen or small screen of the Adams Family. It's definitely popped up in various forms throughout the years. Since it originally started as a comic series, I think it was in the New Yorker or something like that, in 1938. Yes. And it's still going. They're still going back to that There's well. There's so much content with the Adams Family that they can tell that story again and again. Now, you probably are well familiar with the Adams Family, especially if you've listened and gone to the effort to download a podcast about an Adams Family movie. But if you're not aware, the family itself, the cartoon family, the comic family, the movie family was created by Charles Adams. And so that's where they actually get their name from. Yeah. How narcissistic of this guy to name it after himself. Well, I think the name of the serial originally was the Adams, as in like belonging to Charles oh, Adams okay. family. And then they just colloquially pretty quickly got known as the family themselves is the Adams family. That's quite so cool. I think that's just my presumption anyway, but I always remember there was a Sesame Street gag where they would have the Adams Ad Them's family instead of the Adams family. So for years in my like infancy, I thought that's what they were. They were, you know, they count. You're like, why do they keep making movies yeah. about this Sesame about, Street about, why why do they keep doing that? About them just counting how many family members they are, because that's what the Ad Them's family was about. I can't say I'm familiar with that <laughs> Sesame Street sketch at all. I guess that's part of your history, but I want to yeah. go further into that as we talk more about the Addams Family, but I think most people would be familiar with the TV series, or Mm. maybe they won't be. I think the song is what everyone will know. Yeah, I can guarantee you if you haven't seen or heard anything of the Addams Family, you would have heard the theme song, or at least know the theme song in a passing way. But yeah, the TV show, I think, was what really made the series popular, probably more so than the original comic itself. Yeah, definitely. I definitely watched a whole bunch of it as a kid. Mm, Yeah. But in saying that, though, I would probably argue that the most iconic version of the Addams Family was introduced in the Barry Sonnenfeld 
called Films. Yeah, definitely. Back in the early 90s, there was the Addams Family movie in 1991, and it sequeled the Addams Family Values in 1993. The less said about the director video third installment is probably yeah, I thought the less was, said, the better. I thought that was very close to your heart, Kieran. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Or maybe someplace lower. One of the most, <laughs> mm, one of the most painful experiences in my life was sitting down and watching that movie from start <laughs> to finish. By the way, if you haven't heard of that director video Addams Family reunion movie, the one there's notable, a reason why. The, yeah, the one notable thing about it is that Tim Curry actually plays Gomez Adams. Yeah. Well, since mainly because Raul Julia, who played him in the previous movies, had died, unfortunately. Cancelling all prospects of a third movie, continuing on with those same actors, but still. Barry Sonnenfeld, I think we've mentioned him before, he was the director of Men in Black, the first two Men in Black movies. And if you watch, like, the first Men in Black movie and then, like, the first Adams Family movie, they almost feel like they're in the same universe. You can very much tell that it's created by the same director. Yeah? Well, not okay. created, but, yeah, it's a concept brought to film by the same director, adapting a, a comic same, book. The same vision. Yeah. I think they even use the same font in the title, so it's just <laughs> that close. Now, I also remember there being an animated Adams Family TV show. I think it was around 93. It was around the time that the second yeah, Adams Family yeah. movie there came was like out. like a cartoon show. And it was very much drawing on the classic Charles Adams comic, but more so leaning towards the characterizations in the movie. So the Barry Sonnenfeld movies themselves, they had very specific interpretations of the Adams Family characters because they kind of wanted to do an homage to the classic 60s TV show, which, by the way, only ran for two years. Did it only ever run for two years? Yeah. It's crazy. To me, it seemed like it would have run for years and yeah, years. 10 years or something. Neither one of us was alive in the 60s to confirm that, but <laughs> still. I think they really wanted to do something new as well. So the whole idea of Gomez Adams... They really redesigned having, that whole character. Yeah, having very much like a Latino accent mm. came specifically from that movie series, as well as Wednesday Adams being very much like a goth child. She was very much a happy go Lucky Child in the comic and in the original TV series, which is very much like a far cry from the stereotypical into, yeah. Wednesday Adams that you think of now. Now, by the way, I know you're thinking, wouldn't this be like a perfect vehicle for Tim Burton? Because if you look at any one of Tim Burton's movies, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas, Frankenweenie, whatever other nonsense that he's done. Um, nonsense. It very much feels like... Wash your like, mouth out, sir. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, all Tim Burton fans out there. It very much feels like he grew up watching stuff like The Addams Family and has been very much inspired mm, I, by it. I think that's The Addams Family's style kind of adopted the Tim Burton... What? You know, so thing. the original 1938? No, I'm, I'm more talking about like how what the franchise oh, what it became, became, you know, yeah. Mm, maybe. I would would argue that it's the other way around. Mm. I would say that he was sort of riding on that popularity, even though he did have movies released before the Barry Sonnenfeld movies came out. I guess so. the cartoons are very gothic, so yeah. you kind of got a point there. Yeah. Well, he was originally going to be directing this movie. Really? It was going to be a stop-motion animated movie with him directing. Sounds like it would have been a better, a better idea. <laughs> a better well, they idea. actually decided Why to can that, that project in 2010 because, you know what, it all came down to money. They're like, right. it's going to be way too expensive to have Tim Burton spend all this time and money doing another stop-motion animated movie right, of course it would be much easier just to do a CGI animated, animated movie family movie with just some director or actually you know who they got to direct this movie who the same creative powers behind Sausage Party and Shrek 2 I like Shrek 2 <laughs> I don't think they're going to go Maybe as that's, far as Sausage Party. i got to throw out my notes. Jeez. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a really extreme Adams Family movie. Yeah. All sorts of stuff going on. All the creepiness that you thought was just implied, it's going to be fully bad on the screen. It really tests no. their family values. No, I can't see that happening at all. 
But yeah, I think this movie would have done really well if Tim Burton was behind the helm. I think, especially and, as a stop motion yeah. picture. But unfortunately, you know, say la vie. Oh, well. He's making Alice in Wonderland. Ten four, instead. Or, yeah. you know. <laughs> Whatever nonsense that people aren't seeing. <laughs> Now, if you're not familiar at all with the Adams Family characters, weirdly enough, if you look at the Wikipedia page for this specific movie, The Adams Family 2019, mm-hmm. they break down the characters' relationships with each other in a very weird way. Oh, really? And I just wanted to read it out because I had a bit of a chuckle to myself earlier today when I was looking them up. <laughs> I just can't believe how they worded this. It's like a five-year-old was explaining who the Adams Family are, but rather than explaining what oh, their this, character traits are or what they look like. Is this on the movie yeah, Wikipedia page? You, I saw that too. That was so it. not helpful. So, for example, they've got Gomez Adams, Morticia's husband, Fester's brother, and Wednesday and Pugsley's <laughs> father. Morticia Adams, Gomez's wife, and Wednesday and Pugsley's mother. Wednesday Adams, Gomez and Morticia's daughter, Fester's niece, Grandmama's granddaughter, and Pugsley's sister. Why do they have to do this with every single character? Pugsley Adams, Gomez and Morticia's son, Fester's nephew, Grandmama's grandson, and Wednesday's brother. And then Uncle Fester, Gomez's brother, and Wednesday's and Pugsley's uncle. Jeez, save something for the movie, please. Imagine if they broke it down in the movie like this. Hey, this is this is Gomez. This is Pugsley. He's Wednesday's brother. This is this is Wednesday's son. Morticia's son. Grandma's grandson. I think that's implied. I think they could have covered this all with one sentence. Um, they are all family. <laughs> grandmama, Wednesday and Pugsley's grandmother, who is an expert witch. So that's the okay, only character that's, that that's they actually something. devolved like, a little bit of character information with. If you're listening, Wikipedia officials, you may want to consider revising that by the time the movie comes out this Halloween. So I've got to ask Manny D, this is very much a tradition of ours on this show. You're what is your history a, with the Adams Family? What a personal question. Oh my God. <laughs> my history with the Adams Family. <laughs> Look, I was first introduced to them because I had a old Amiga console that had a video game and an old platformer called the Adams Family. And really? I loved it. Yeah, it was really old school. What was it like? What did you do in it? Uh, it was just a, like a basic platformer where you just like jumped okay. on monsters. Who did you play as? You played as Gomez. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I thought it would have been Wednesday or something. I think she's no, like the most popular character no, you, to come out of it these days. You jumped around, but it was like a game that was set in like I think it was released in the nineties, but it was like a really old game when I played it, you right? Because that console was one of the Long first dead. first consoles that came out. So that's what I remember them. So and your then, introduction was literally through like a video yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, funny story, actually, my mom was a fan of the I think the TV show, uh, or at least my mom and my uncle were. Your so uncle I kind of knew <laughs> exactly. Um, so I kind of knew about it, but I never really was into it and I never so cared. Wait, was your uncle your sister's brother or yeah, was it your yeah, father's right. brother? So it was it was my sister's brother and okay. my mum is actually my that uncle's cause... sister. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, I'm glad you specified because otherwise I wouldn't be able my, to follow the plot <laughs> well, yeah, at all well, of your story. And, and, my, and my mother is my father's daughter. <laughs> but What? <laughs> Did you say your mum is your father's daughter? I think you mean your grandfather's daughter. Specifically, oh not, yeah, yeah. Specifically, her father's not daughter. your father's <laughs> grandfather, <laughs> but your mother's father that's, is that's your grandfather. What I mean. That's what I meant. Anyway, moving on from that, I remember watching the movie. I liked it. It was all right, but I've never really cared. Which one? Adam's Family Values was the one I, I watched, yeah. I believe. And then I definitely say that's the better one of the two. Yeah, I think I watched the second one, and I even went to a museum and saw the old cartoon. So that's when I learned it was really? actually wow. it had some history behind it. So everything about the Adam's Family is all in passing. I've never gone out to actually watch anything. I've never overly 
enjoyed it. I never overly hated it. Look, my relationship with the Adams Family is I just don't care. So when they release this movie coming out, I'm just like... Mm. Okay. Interestingly enough, as well, I when they no enthusiasm when they announced it. this movie, I had no idea if it was going to be live action or not. So I put oh, it on really? the schedule. When the trailer came out and revealed that it was a CGI animated movie, I was like, "Really? Yeah. Okay, I guess that makes sense." Well, I mean, they're doing it with all the Doctor Seuss books now. Are they? I mean, well, they're do- really doing the Grinch, and that's oh, okay. uh, animated. I think there's a lot of success with like Despicable Me and those kind of movies, yeah. and they're sort of yeah. the new thing. cartoon, basically. Yeah, yeah, true. And it's cheaper to make than cartoons true. too, so you can just pulp them out. So please tell me your history is a little bit more detailed than mine. Not really. No? No, I've got to say, the first Adams Family stuff that I was exposed to, I think I read like a collection of the classic comics that was printed in a big bumper book, and I, I would occasionally catch an episode of the classic 60s TV show, uh, or at least reruns of it anyway, on TV. You weren't alive in the 60s? I thought, no. you know, that, well, that was you in your peak times, right? I was very much a big fan of the Barry Sonnenfeld movies. I've actually seen them both really recently, and mm. still enjoy them to this day. I think that's very much the only affection that I have towards the Adams Family series. But still, in saying that, they're not my favourite movies of all time. And I wouldn't even consider them to be great movies, but still... As I said, I still enjoy watching them. Still get a fair bit out of them. So, yeah. There's like a Who tiny smidgen of in, speck of respect that I have for the franchise. In 2019, there'd be mm, Go back to it. that well. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't, but they'll make a buck out of anything. So, what do we know about the movie so far, Matty D? Okay, so at the moment, we have one teaser trailer. Yeah. I would say teaser trailer, because there's not a lot that's introduced. We have the I've iconic... I've got to say, I got yep. absolutely nothing plot-related from the trailer yeah, itself. I, I think to... I got one detail, mm. and that was it, so... They basically have a description of this movie, like the official press release description of it. I got 100% of the details from my plot prediction from that. Trailer gave me nothing. Wait, there was a press release? Oh yeah. boy, yeah, I did not read that. Well, I look forward to hearing <laughs> your plot then. <laughs> I based everything on the trailer. Um, oh boy. Well, so we had, yeah, so we had a trailer, I guess. Yeah, again, I think what you've said, it doesn't really show a lot of information, just a lot of the style of the movie, I guess. It also doesn't show anything new. No. All the gags that they do in the trailer, aside from having a reference to it, almost mm. bafflingly so, mm. they're all jokes that we've seen a million times in the other movies, in the cartoon, in the TV show. But I suppose we're not really the audience for this movie. People who have actually seen The Addams Family in general, I guess we're not really the audience because it's either for diehard fans who love it, who eat up everything Addams Family, or it's introducing it to a new generation. It's uh, banking on nostalgia and people who haven't yeah. seen it before. It's very much like a 30-year cycle because the whole reason that the 90s movies were made was because they were rolling on 60s nostalgia at the time. And then I suppose now that 90s nostalgia is what we're rolling on with all our current list of movies. I think we yeah. discussed them last week. Now we're going back and feeling nostalgic about the 90s. They're digging up the Adams Family. Literally. Literally. I guess we don't know a lot. No, we really do not know a lot. Uh, so for sure, so. I would say, personally speaking, ninety percent of my plot is just pure speculation. I'd say probably the same for you. No, nah, I'm a hundred percent on the money. Okay. No, I'm not really. No, I've got no idea. So let's talk about who is in this movie. Now, keep in mind as well that this is an animated movie, so they're not physically appearing. So I've always had a little bit of an issue with them sort of stunt casting animated movies, having these actors who are well known for like their physical roles and their physical presences in movies just doing a voice because there's literally people out there who specifically just do voice roles. And this has been like a long time argument. I'm not the first person to bring this up. You're speaking for the voice actors, yeah. Kieran. Basically, by giving these roles specifically to big name Hollywood actors who could land an on screen role. You're robbing them of work. Re- regardless, yeah, you're not giving voice actors people who make a living, then you're not giving them the big roles. So they're never going to make it big. 
And so they just literally have to do like TV Screw shows. Screw this movie. Let's boycott it. Oh, maybe we shouldn't go that far with it. <laughs> I mean, I probably wouldn't have seen it anyway if it wasn't for this show, but still. These actors, though, they're quite... Yes, they're let's talk actors. about them. So playing Gomez Adams, the man himself, is Oscar Isaac, who I think is best known for playing Detective Fartman mm. in Lenny the Wonder Dog. You remember yeah, him? of course. A classic. I think that's his most famous role. I but no, so. he played somebody called Poe Dameron Star in the Wars. recent Star Wars movies. And he also played Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse. Mm. All done with practical effects, mind you. So it's literally like him walking around like barely able to move his mouth as he like <laughs> tries to talk through prosthetics. I'm going to kill the X-Men. It added to his character. Yeah. I'm sure. Now playing the wife of Gomez Adams and I guess and the, the father. And the mother of uh, Pugsley and Wednesday. Yeah, the, I said the father, but yes, the mother of the children is uh, Charlize Theron. We know her, of course, from movies like Monster. I think she was in Mad Max Fury Road is a big role of hers recently, <laughs> playing Furiosa. That's right. What else was she in? Prometheus, Devil's Advocate. I'm just naming all of her bad movies, basically. <laughs> Not Mad Max, of course, but still. What do you know Charlie's from? She's one of those faces. I think all those movies that you've just mentioned. Is got She's a, in every the, second the movie thing, these days. Like everywhere, yeah. yeah. She was recently in what was that movie where she played a politician who hooks up with Seth Rogen? Like that's ever oh, going to happen in real life? I, I, yeah, I didn't, I never watched it, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's basically just She's Seth like Rogen writing roles where it's like, which hot actress will I hook up with today? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She falls in love with the goofball that sits at home and gets high all the time. Yeah. Anyway, we're here to talk about Charlize, not yeah. Seth Rogen. She's a good actress. Yeah, she's not bad. It just depends on what role she picks up. When I say not bad, I mean yes, she is very good. I have a lot of respect for her. Mm. Never loved Morticia, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Hopefully she'll be the best Morticia yet. Yay. Now playing young Wednesday Adams, probably one of the biggest characters to come out of this franchise, is Chloe Grace Moretz, mm-hmm. hit girl from... That's right. What was that movie? Kick-Ass. <laughs> how could you forget Kick-Ass? Well, I saw it. I was trying to think of a bad movie she did. She did. Yeah. What, what was that movie? Arrival with the aliens that, and yeah. floating around and nothing really happens? Yeah, right. She's well acclaimed. She's not a bad actress, but I can't say I've really seen her in anything that really has impressed me so far. Yep. But we're not seeing her, we're hearing her in this circumstance. She's playing Wednesday Adam, a very much a one note character, or is she? Mm. Tune in to our plot predictions <laughs> to find out. Now playing her brother Pugsley. What a weird casting, by the way. Yes. Well, he's just sort of like a hot actor at the moment, and he's young enough to pass off as a teen that they could literally get any voice actor to do like a voice just as easily. It's Gohan himself from yeah, your. Thank you very much from your Dragon Ball Z movie, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. Now we know him from It Chapter One, as well as Stranger Things, where he arguably plays one of the main characters. Yeah, doing a voice-only role, so basically mm, awkward teenage voice cracking. Not what I really imagine Pugsley's voice to Pugsley be like. Pugsley will be like that. Well, I've seen the trailer, so I've heard what his voice sounds like. No, I can't remember what his voice You know what? Like. I always thought that Pugsley should have like the Do The Raw kid voice from Shrek 4 or 5 or whatever movie that the was. what? There's a kid who goes, Do The Raw. Okay. <laughs> he basically sounds like this. That's basically always what you I think, imagine Pugsley's should, voice Pugsley should, be, should like. be like. Yeah. He certainly looks like he should have that voice. I think he's just stupid. I think that's the yeah. whole Pugsley thing. Well, I don't think he's an idiot. He's just not as smart as Wednesday. Mm. Now, playing probably the most forgotten about Adam's family member. When you think about the Adams family, I don't think anyone ever thinks about Grandmama. No. But reg- she, regardless. She's so important in the cartoon. Is she? Yeah, she's always like the plot. MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah She's exactly. getting stuff going while That's Morticia right. and Gomez are like hanging around being romantic, not really doing anything, playing golf or whatever. Well, they react to stuff all the time. Yeah. She's making potions and getting stuff done, mm. doing all the housework, presumably. It doesn't Wouldn't. look like they do any housework. Anyway, playing her is Bette Midler, who you may know from probably her biggest, most iconic Iconic role as unknown in Scarecrow in a Garden of Cucumbers. Her best work <laughs> is unknown. Yes. <laughs> 
They don't even know who she was in the movie. That's the impact no. that character had. In all seriousness, I think her biggest role is probably Hocus Pocus. I think 90% of people would know her from that movie, but she's probably more famous for her singing career. Mm. You know, Wind Beneath My Wings, all Absolutely. that sort of stuff. Hocus Pocus is also excellent. What's your thoughts on Bette Midler? Is she a good yeah, casting I think choice she's for Grandmama? Great... Yeah, sure. I think it's good that she's in this movie just based on her. Well, we've said her most famous role was playing a witch in Hocus exactly. Pocus, so she's basically a witch again here. I'm sure she'll do great. Now, finally moving out of the Adams family itself. <gasps> some new characters. We have some new characters. Notice they don't have a voice actor listed for Lurch. It probably well, doesn't say anything. It probably heard, just goes, you rang. I heard Lurch may be a mute in this movie. Probably. He was a mute in the movies as Which well, is, in the Barry yeah. Sonnenfeld movies. Well, no, didn't he speak? He just went, he didn't yeah. say anything. Yeah. I don't know if they're actually going to make him make a noise. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, I know that Thing isn't going to make a noise, mm. but Thing is probably like even more forgotten than, well, I know he's no. more iconic than Grandmama, but Thing's a heaps iconic. He just sort of rocks around and does stuff. Yeah. How does he float, by the way? That always like annoyed me. It's magic. If you're going to start questioning that, uh, the whole Adams like, Family universe well, is going to fall apart fly, for you. if he can fly, then why does he walk around on his fingers? I've never really seen him float. How does Actually, he click yeah, his, fi- right. how does he click yeah, his fingers right. then? He does float. So he can fly, well, the, yet he walks around on his fingers. In the 60s TV show, he just came out of a box. Like he was literally a person well, hiding under the table, I mean, sticking they, their hand They didn't have the money behind, you know, the vision there. I Thing was, was ahead of his time. I always thought the interpretation in the Sonnenfeld movies was really good and the effect as well actually does pretty much hold up for the most part if you revisit those movies sure but why can he fly it's just a noise who cares anyway we're moving out of the atoms we're moving away from the atoms we're going to our other characters First of all, playing Margot Needler, we've got Alison Janney. Now, if you're not familiar with the name Alison Janney, you may recognise her as the mum from Juno, uh, the mum of the best friend from Hairspray, the mum from I, Tonya. <laughs> so she and plays a lot of mums. She's currently starring in a TV series called Mum. Oh, okay. Or Mom, as you'd say in the US. <laughs> if you ever need like a bitchy, sort of no-nonsense mother, she's the woman you cast. Seems to be. By the way, she was excellent in I, Tonya, I'm sure you agree. Yeah, definitely. And she's playing a mum here too. So <laughs> And not a nice mum as well. Yeah, presumably not a nice mum. We haven't seen any of her in any of the footage. And now playing her daughter, the daughter of Margot Needler, Parker Needler, is Elsie Fisher. (laughs) What a silly name. What, Parker Needler? Yes. Yeah, it's just as silly as Margot. Now, Elsie Fisher is only 16, but she's most famous for doing voice work. I think she voices like a prominent character in the Despicable Me movies. And she's mainly just done animated voices. So they did actually get someone who is a voice actor in here. Well, there's another voice actor as well, to be fair. Oh, yes. Yeah, playing Uncle Fester Nick Kroll. I almost forgot about him. Yeah, since he does big mouth voice work. Yeah. The only thing I really know Nick Kroll from, I've never really seen him in anything that's impressed me. Everyone always tells me he's really funny, but... But I guess yeah, he's just, really funny. I like him. I guess his style of humor doesn't appeal doesn't to me. Doesn't land, no. Yeah. Well, he played one of the Geico cavemen in the ill-fated TV series about the Geico cavemen. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. All right, fair enough. But yeah, I've definitely heard him in a lot of podcasts. Well, so, he's got his own show at the moment. That's very funny. The Kroll Show. No, I was talking about Big Mouth. Oh, okay. Which is good. Well, I would argue that the Kroll show is his show. Uh, well, yeah, true. But still, yes. So uh, that's everybody in the cast that I wanted to talk oh, about. Now we should get straight into our predictions. And I know Manny D Let's is excited because he's going first. Yes, I am. I'm excited. Let's do this. The Adam family. So here we're going to go. Cold open. Bang. Straight into it. couldn't resist doing that. Doing what? Clicking your fingers? If you're going to do it one episode, it may as well be the Adam's family episode. So we're going to open up. It's going to be a group of kids 
all standing outside a gloomy house and they're all going to be daring each other like to... at the start of casper <laughs> yes yes very much like that maybe i just ripped off casper and not realized it because well, i was like much the same movie i just made this up on the way here at least i thought i did maybe i did and they're all you have to go inside and take a polaroid of yourself <laughs> uh, Casper. oh sorry wednesday or something will yeah. appear in the background so they're they're all daring each other to go up to the door of this gloomy house and knock on it and it's not going to be the adams family's house it's going to be like a just old sort of worn down house they all draw straws why not that's what they do and one little tiny timid kid gets the short straw oh no he doesn't want to go right but his friends all the, force the him little so fat kid, I'm yeah, exactly and he just sort of quaking in his little booties is walking up to this door he gets up to it it's all big tense music he knocks on the door and all of a sudden the door just creaks open and there's just darkness met there mm. met, met atmospheric inside. I like it so he sort of you know he can't back out now so he walks in and we don't get to see what's on what happens when he enters we just sit get to see the outside of the house and his friend's reaction is he lets out a terrifying scream no actually before that he like we see some roars and some sound effects like some crashing some screams some roars some weird music some roars some roars yeah why not some more roars uh they do have a line after all and we just hear that the young boy or young girl i'll say young boy for my plot just screams and runs out in sheer terror as him and his friends like just cut it and just leave and as he's leaving morticia and wednesday come out arm and arm <laughs> just normal like this happens every day and just says bye jimmy say hello to your parents for me oh, say morticia and wednesday so sorry like- morticia and uh, gomez okay. walk out just as if nothing has ever yeah. happened morticia who is gomez's wife yeah. and wednesday's mother yeah, and okay. gomez's we got it <laughs> sorry <laughs> just kept telling on your joke unfortunately, um, unfortunately it wasn't funny the first time <laughs> i can't believe i kept harping on it <laughs> i thought it was funny i liked it oh, i'm glad um, you do one person is all it needs um to land a joke success after so all. yes so they wave and they say oh you know, goodbye. Say hello to your parents. Same time next week. Same time next week. And no, not same time next week. Because then what Gomez says to his wife, Morticia, oh, I'm going to really miss the neighborhood. They were so friendly. Oh, we're going to miss a lot of things about this place. But, you know, it's time to move on. And Morticia agrees because the Adams family is actually moving. Mm. Mm, yes. So this is where we're going to go into our big boom. Because you can't have an Adams family without the theme music, right? Mm. So they're going to just throw that in there. It's going to be stylized and it's going to be the Adams family getting their gear together. They're going to get MC Hammer back to do the theme oh, song again. God, maybe maybe it'll be Pitbull or uh... <laughs> the Adams Family. <laughs> hey, I liked that. Um, I thought that was pretty happening. <laughs> I say as my voice oh my broke. <laughs> it's like he's back in the nineties again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the Adams Family all together, we get to meet our characters to have a little moments with them as they're sort of packing their bags. You know, maybe Wednesday and Pugsley like are fighting each other, and they get into the car. They're putting all their like lizards and lions and stuff. All this weird kooky things Ooh, into this into mysterious. their car and driving off to their new house so when they arrive this is where we see the traditional Adams family house as mm. it is in all of our memories apparently it's a museum when people come and see them very interesting that you point that because it's not a museum yet but yes you're right this is going to be because I figure this is the world we live in right they're going to not make just one movie of it so it needs to be somewhat of an origin story about the Adams family so yeah this is when the Adams family moves into their house and we'll get to see some stuff I'm betting that the staircase will run red with blood that's got to happen as a shining reference but things like that will happen elevator in the house because that's what happened in The Shining maybe there is an elevator I don't know you can make it work yeah So they're sort of getting mover. You get to see them sort of settling into their house and it becomes revealed that what they're going to do is to celebrate their new home ownership. 
is they're going to have a family reunion. Mm, as you do. As you do. With all in the, every single Adams Family movie all ever. The, well, it's what the plot said in the description. Yes. So it's got to happen. So that's where we get to know that a lot of the Adams Family are going to come to celebrate them moving into a new city and so they don't feel now, so lonely. Who is in the Adams Family extended family who isn't Cousin It? Yeah, oh, there's all those weird. You saw them in the movie, yeah, like just yeah, a yeah. bunch of colourful characters. So no one can really name any of them. No. There's that guy no. with the weird teeth from the movie with the curly hair, <laughs> whatever his name was. So this is where we're going to get uh, an Another introduction to an introduction to another character who is Margot. Now Margot is a TV presenter, somewhat of a journalist, but she's more sort of attention seeking and kind of like a online star. But ratings are not really good mm. for her at the moment. She's like a YouTuber or something. I don't think she's a YouTuber per se. She has a TV show, but the reason her ratings are so low is because a lot of people are in this day and age are all going online and they kind of right. have short attention yeah, they're, span. They're watching Netflix. They're not watching broadcast. Exactly. Television. Exactly. So there'll be a scene where she comes and talks to her producer and they'll say, look, the numbers are lower, uh, as low as they've ever been. They're not even interested in, you know, some novelty thing like that bird that's colored red. And it's like, no, they're not interested in that. They need really... What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Just something that she tried to cover. The Red Bird Show. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay. You know, just something silly like that. This producer will tell her that it'll take something really interesting to sort of bring people, you know, make people interested. This is when Margot realizes that there is a haunted house that is presumably built on a ancient burial crypt. <laughs> An Indian burial ground. Mm, yes, that's right. They only move the headstones. And she has this great idea that she can go into this house and do a coverage of a real life haunted house because this this house has been haunted for years. Right. It's been in this place for years. When she decides to go so in. So she's doing like one of those ghost chaser shows. Yeah, when she goes to see if she can do some filming there it turns out that somebody has already occupied occupied the house mm. bought the house and she says who would ever live there and then we're going to have a flash to the Adams family and they're going to be mm. doing their thing because obviously they now have the their house shtick. and they think it's perfect yeah. now I am going to predict that Margot's daughter will be introduced and she'll be sort of a nice character that we kind of relate to she's more likable than her mother and yeah exactly and she's not going to really have a close relationship with her mum her mum's not going to be in the fold too much with her but she's going to lose a balloon and it's going to be found by Wednesday mm. which is where we get the hilarious yeah, gag the about it reference. the it reference it was in the trailer and when Margot realises that's where Parker her daughter is balloon has gone she decides this is a good opportunity to pretend to be friendly and neighbourly and introduce herself to the Adams family in the hope to get into this house which is when they meet the Adams family and of course the Adams family despite being grim and the Adams, yeah, they're, they're quite creepy. welcoming and hospitable, and they just welcome them in with open arms. Oh, you're you're a neighborhood. Please come in. Please come in. And it's going to be Margot and her husband, who I predict is going to be like a kind of Mrs. Tweedy's type of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a Weasley man with glasses yeah. or something like that. Exactly, exactly. And then her daughter, because they'll come in and they'll be like, "Hey, my daughter left her balloon here, and it's deflated know. since, <laughs> it's but you deflated. can have it back." You know, sorry about that. And they're gonna Margot's going to bring some like cookies or something over. Not quite. Academy, maybe they'll share like some cookies of like dead corpses or coffins or something. Okay. <laughs> hilarity, hilarity. And this is where Wednesday and Parker will become friends. Parker thinks Wednesday's really cool and Wednesday's just happy that she finally has a friend for the first time in their life. So they bond instantly. Because uh, mm -hmm. at this stage, Wednesday's quite bored and she doesn't really, she quite, feels quite lonely. I mean, she has Pugsley, but he's blowing stuff up. Parker just thinks this world that's different to her world and her unloving mother is amazing. Eventually, Parker and Wednesday will find a secret crypt and will fall through or go on it like, you know, will fall like through Batman. and eventually go cave. on an adventure to what is buried underground, underneath this house. Oh, like catacombs. Exactly. 
exactly. They run into Will Smith down there. Exactly, but it's a lot bigger. Double. It's a lot bigger. So this is where we're going to have a separation of the parents and the kids. And just a reason to go on a wacky adventure where the where Margot and her husband is with Morticia. Because you can't have the unassumingly together all the time. So it's going to be the parents finding the kids and the kids doing their own wacky things. Right. And all the crazy stuff that happens in between with Margot thinking, this is terrible. I hate doing this. I hate going through these dirty crypts with these scary things. And, yeah. you know, yeah, Gomez. I can, I can and see it now. Gomez and Morticia just thinks... It's the best thing in the world. And they're having a blast. All the while, Margot's using this as an opportunity to film the Adams family, which they, they're fine with because they're like, oh, yeah, we can we can help you out. Like, that'd be great. A good documentary about our lives. But it's for more exploitive reasons right. that she's letting on because she wants to make some money off them because she's realized there's more content than just a house. They can make you know money off this kooky family. Yeah. Eventually, they reconnect. <laughs> that's that's going to be the middle of the movie and they're just going to reconnect and then we're going to have the big family reunion where we see all the odd characters that uh, yeah. that are in the Adams family and they'll come Cousin it and the rest and the rest exactly maybe some mad scientist or whatever by this stage Margot has gone through the ringer she's been torn apart nearly she's been scared she's been scooped she's had an awful time been chased by the lion she's been chased by the lion just going through this crypt and she's just on the you know almost insanity and she says that's it I'm going to these people she's cannot dancing on the knife's edge of sanity yeah these people cannot be in this neighborhood anymore they're a disruption to everything and she's not even interested in making money off them anymore she just wants them gone her daughter pleads with her to say no like they're really good people mom what are you doing and she decides she's going to expose them so she marches a bunch of people a bunch of the townspeople down it's almost like people with pitchforks and whatever but not quite but they all seem like they all seem angry just to see this weird family that they're all going to get out and of course when they enter that come to the house the adams family and gomez and morticia just say hey you are welcome to our party come on in and instead of being aggressive all the people are like wow this is really interesting this is this is pretty cool like oh wow and every and margo's just completely flabbergasted for lack of a better word at why people are reacting so positively to these people because ultimately these the adams family are nice people they're just a little bit weird you know and she says what are you guys doing don't you guys know that these people are terrible people they hurt each other they do they do this they do that but because the adams family only do it to each other and they never have any ill will or harm to anybody else people are like you know the police or whatever are there and they're just like well you know like they're not committing a crime and then she says I'll show you a crime they're actually like living on an Indian burial ground and she pulls up one of her videos to show how bad the Adams family is but of course it doesn't really show anything bad and it shows Margot throwing a crushed bit of paper on the floor and the police realizes that she was she's a litterer she Arrest was, her. Exactly. That's going to be the gag. She's going to be a litterer who littered on a, sac- uh, on a sacred... They guns and sac- shoot it to death. <laughs> on a sacred site. And for that, she gets imprisoned for life to spend wow. the rest of her days doing... Breaking up rocks like Rambo? No, no, no. She gets to be on prison TV and to be the reporter. So it's a double-edged sword there. And Parker gets to live with her father, but also gets to have a long-lasting relationship with friendship with uh, Wednesday. And that's going to be pretty much the end. We're going to have a little cut of the family going out trick-or-treating. And instead of dressing up as monsters, they dress up as like regular people. people. That would actually be funny. Yeah. I'd want to see that. So that's what I envision. They're just like, is everybody ready to go like trick-or-treating? And they're like, yes. And then, you know, Gomez is like, oh, you look hideous. They did that in the first Adams Family movie by the way, but they didn't dress as normal people. Well, Wednesday was just herself and she said I'm a serial killer because they look like everybody else Yeah, and they dressed up just as like really macabre figures from history. Oh, okay. But yeah, that would Similar be a good thing. gag if they thought what was scary was regular people. Yeah, and then they're going to go out on Halloween since it's a Halloween movie and we're going to have our ending to the Adams Family song again, but it's going to be all jazzed up and all upbeat mm. and 
MC Hammer. Uh, maybe maybe no. more electronic and synthy yeah. and all that jazz. And that's it. It's going to be done. like one of the Jonas Brothers or something doing a cover of it. Exactly. With some like really gross exactly. Disney guitar. Predicting a lot of lame jokes, a lot of pop culture references, a lot of things that are topical that won't age well, and a lot of pandering. And that yeah. is your Adam's Family movie by Matty D. Hmm. There you go. Solid effort, Matty D. You really had nothing to go on. <laughs> Thanks. I think it was very much something that you could totally see happening in an Adam's Family I just movie. based it on the trailer. So oh, that's all I had. So I didn't have any of this stuff that you have here. I'm really looking forward to what you think. Obviously, you and I have watched the same trailer. We've read the same character descriptions. So we've pretty much got a lot of the same plot points. Okay, that surprises me. Interestingly enough... Because I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> interestingly enough, it's just a lot of details are different between our two plots. Ain't that the way? I think the movie will open with a flashback. What is going on? We've oh, completely geez. switched roles here. What? I'm always Mr. Flashback What now. are you flashbacking into the Adams Family? So it's the Adams Family when it's just Morticia and Gomez before they've had the children. And they've been house hunting. They haven't had any luck. They come across the haunted house, the oh, haunted okay, mansion. With this, yeah. Almost exactly like the start of your plot, but it's back in time. They they go in and they've decided, yep, this is perfect. It's just the right amount of haunted. It's just the right amount of creepy. And that's where they decide to settle down and start their family. So we're introduced to the Adams throughout the years. So obviously, I think Uncle Fest will arrive and move in with them, along with Grandmama, so on and so forth. And we'll see the birth of the two children. And we'll basically be introduced to the in whole detail, concept. detail, because it's an Adams family. <laughs> well, not really <laughs> <Sorry>. in detail. <laughs> Not in the way that you're thinking anyway. But anyway, we're going to be quickly re-familiarized with the whole concept that they're a macabre but happy-go-lucky family. And we're going to see this through, essentially, their origin story, like you said. But very much literally their origin story. We're going to see the birth of both children. And them growing up and, you know... Maybe buying the lion when it's a little kitten. Something like that. Now, one thing as well, just a broad sort of statement about all of the Adams Family movies and the TV series, the cartoon, it's very much like a one-joke premise. Yeah. The whole idea that they're macabre and what you think is going to be normal actually turns out to be creepy. But the one thing that has always annoyed me about it, and I just wanted to bring it up now, about the Adams Family concept itself, is that I always find it's weirdly inconsistent. Okay. I don't really understand, are they immortal? Can they not be killed? Can they be killed? Because there's situations where they would... Would presumably be killed but they aren't and there's or other hurt. yeah there's other situations where they're welcoming death they look forward to being dead and buried and there's other situations where they sort of suggest that they've lived for eons yeah. like uncle fester sleeps on a bed, bed of, of nails, nails. Yeah. can electrocute himself blow himself up he yeah. never dies yet at the end of for example the adams family values they're sort of threatened to be killed through electrocution. Um, but they're looking forward to it. They're sort of like half looking forward to it, but they're still sort of kind of sad to be saying goodbye to each other and they sort of tell each other how much they love each other. <laughs> like I said, earlier on in the podcast, I pointed out if you start picking at the inconsistencies of the Adams Family concept, you'll realise how shallow the whole concept is and you're not going to enjoy it. So now that I've said that, I think this movie will follow suit. It's going to be 90% gags, reoccurring gags, probably just repeats of things we've seen in the other movies. And... I think the whole plot, if you can call it a plot, will probably take up 40% or less of the movie's runtime. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And my plot is going to be very similar to yours, Matty D. We're going to be shown a contrast between the Adams Family, which is still today very much a traditional 1930s style family, 
think about it like nuclear family. Right, they live in course, an old-fashioned yeah. house. They dress like people from the 1930s. They've got a butler. They're sort of like a macabre version of a super rich family, essentially. They're old money in more ways than one. So we're going to get a contrast of this between them and the modern world, where everyone is staring at their smartphones and tablets. Mm. We're going to have the fast-paced music introducing the modern world, like you said, is going to be very dated in a couple of years. Everyone's so absorbed by Facebook and YouTube and binge-watching reality TV shows on Netflix that they don't even interact with each other. There's no such thing as a nuclear family anymore, basically. You've got stepchildren, stepparents, mixed families, so on and so forth. So at this point in the movie, they're just really driving home hard that the Adams family is very much a traditional family and a traditional family like that doesn't really exist anymore. So I agree with you, but do you think they'll drive it super hard because it's I think really they'll just play it for comedy really f- yeah because it's a, a feel good movie and they're going to be like pushing a lot of merchandise they're going to be doing it for laughs so yeah there's going to be a family sitting on a it's lounge like, oh, they're always the on their phone on. but buy your happy meal toy yeah they're watching Stranger Things or whatever on Netflix but none of them are actually watching the screen or talking to each other because they're busy texting on the phone they're going to do like a quick cutaway gag like that and at this point as well I think we'll be introduced to Margot Needler who is a hotshot reality TV show producer with huge blonde hair And she's looking for her next hit show. And we've also got her daughter, Parker, who is your stereotypical moody teenager who is also absorbed with technology. She's always got her phone with her. She's always listening to her iPod, so on and so forth. Now, as we discussed with your plot, the Adams family are falling back on the same old plot line of a family reunions coming up. Because yeah. apparently you can't make an Adams family movie without having a reunion. And they're hosting the event in their mansion, quite like you'd expect. It's a tradition. They do it every year. They do it every movie. While they're out shopping for supplies, I don't know what sort of supplies they'll be getting, pumpkins or whatever. <laughs> whatever they need. Food. Presumably they eat normal food in some capacity. Maybe knives, they don't. Yeah, maybe lots of knives. Light bulbs, because Uncle Fester eats light bulbs, right? Whips and chains, whatever they're into. But while they're out shopping, this is where they will run into Margot, who takes one look at them and says, whoa, wow, they're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. She'll essentially say something along the lines of, they're completely repulsive and unlikable, which makes them perfect subjects for uh, keeping up with the Kardashian-style reality show. Oh, so you can see where this is going. I think this is smart on your behalf, but I'm really like not liking it. <laughs> okay. Well, this is where I really think the movie will go. So Margot will approach the Adams family and say, look, I think you guys are perfect. You're going to be stars. You're going to be a hit on TV. We want to follow your family around with cameras, film your day-to-day life, and you're going to be the next big reality TV show. Mm. So sort of similar to yours, but instead of like a ghost chasing show or trying to exploit the Adams family in some way, it's, as I said before, what's that TV show with Hulk Hogan and his family? It's basically going to parody... The Hulkster Rules or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, whatever it is. It's going to be a tongue-in-cheek parody of that format of show that they're producing. Didn't Ozzy Osbourne have a show like that? Yeah, who didn't at this stage? Who didn't? Gary Busey had a show like that. (laughs) So another way, I suppose, that we're really introduced to all the typical Adams Family jokes and concepts is through introducing them to us through the lens of the TV show and Margot going around the house with the Adams Family and being shocked by everything she sees. Almost exactly like in your plot. Most of the jokes are going to be along the lines of what we saw in the trailer, where it's instead of playing Battleship, they're literally blowing each other up, trying to sink each other's battleships. Is that um, the joke? Yeah. Oh, I thought he just accidentally hit his no, bathtub. No, they're playing Battleship. And uh, as I said already, you think it's going to be one thing, but it's more extreme or not what you expect. 
I also think that to boost ratings for the show or to make it more like a traditional reality TV show, Margot is going to create conflict within the house. So essentially, <laughs> one of the things that I think is going to happen is almost the opposite of what happened in your plot. I'm going to have a diary room. You, maybe. I think they will, actually. I essentially think they will. But opposite to your plot, I think Wednesday will think that Parker, Margot's daughter, is really cool and really looks up to her. And she finds this whole world of the internet really fascinating since she's never come across it or experienced it before. Right. So she's going to become very much a scene girl because maybe Parker is a modern day sort of like emo goth girl. She's essentially like a cooler version than the traditional goth Wednesday okay. Adams. So you're doing the opposite of... Yeah. Pugsley is sad because he doesn't have his sister to play with anymore. Oh. Do you want to kill me today, Wednesday? The no, family, I'm going on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, the family's a little miffed at Wednesday because she's not acting her usual self and they feel like it's hurting the family. You know, that's basically one plot line that I think they'll go down. But essentially, Margot will be actively trying to make the Adams scream at each other like the Kardashians do, like the Hulk's family does, like Ozzy Osbourne family does. She's going to go, I can't sell this to anybody. They're too nice to each other. It doesn't help that they're just weird if they're all lovey-dovey because no one wants to see a family getting along on TV. They just want to see them hate each other. <laughs> I've actually got written here, the show is a huge hit with audiences, quite possibly unlike this movie. <laughs> and even though Margot and her TV crew are terrified by the Adams, of course, again, like in your plot, everything is creepy and spooky and startles them. They're dancing on the knife's edge of sanity and they feel like their lives are being threatened around every corner of the house, but they're forced to stick it out in order to maintain their ratings. Now, I think the third act of the movie will centre around the Adams Family reunion. The whole family will turn up. Cousin It and the rest. <laughs> Cousin It and the rest. And once we've got this overwhelming extended Adams Family in the picture, I think this will be too much for Margot. Her buttons have been pushed too many times and she'll eventually snap. She'll lash out at the entire Adams extended family, screaming at them that, you know, they're horrible, they're murderers, almost like she was trying to convince the townspeople in your plot. But no, she's just directly lashing out at the Adams family saying, you're the most disgusting, despicable human beings I've ever met. And how can you live like this day to day? How can you threaten each other with death and violence? Don't you know how awful that is? But us, the audience, we know in our heart of hearts that they're actually <laughs> a tender, loving, yeah. welcoming family who have more traditional values than today's families. And we know that Margot is not traditional. A, a good mother to her daughter, Parker. She basically puts her career first and lets the TV raise Parker. I think the Adams family may even point this out. They is may Parker s- a bad character in your plot or is mm, not, not really? Not, not intentionally, she's but just, just like bratty? She's just a teenager. Right. Yeah, just sort of a catty teenager. So. Okay. Maybe even Parker will long to have a family that cares as much about her and about the concept of family as the Adams do. So she'll wish she had that from her mother. I imagine as well it's a single mother relationship as well. There's no father in my uh, needler family. Fair enough. And I think in a final humiliating moment, Margot will either be electrocuted, blown up, or the thing that I think will happen most likely is she's going to be flung off the Adams family property by the living tree. It's going to pick her up by the oh. scruff of her neck. Or I thought you were going to be catapult. I was like, that's no. cool. It could be catapult, but yeah, I think the tree's going to snatch her up, fling her off the property. She's going to be like, whoa, I'm blasting off again, ding, <laughs> into the horizon. Well, we did see the tree do that earlier because it thinks it's a game, so. Exactly. That's the whole impetus behind my theory. This is all going to be caught on the cameras. The camera crew are going to run off because there goes their payday. And the Adams family will all come together and celebrate the idea that they're a pure, loving family, no matter how creepy and kooky they are. How nice. And that's my Adams family plot. Mm. 
Yeah, I think that's quite quite close to what will possibly be the plot. I suppose we'll see. In we will see. Come Halloween night. Can I just add one thing that I forgot to mention in my plot? Please do. I do believe that the result of people coming and seeing the Adams will create their house to be a museum. Mm. So people will actually pay to see them and maybe the Adams will be not good for money at this stage. And the fact that people are interested in them and wanting to pay to see them. Maybe they'll create totally as a play into the whole celebrity lifestyle. Maybe they'll become all Hollywood. Oh my God, like celebrity tour bus. For the Adams family, yeah, uh, yeah, mm, I could see totally. that happening as well. Well, I think we're on a very similar path there, so I guess yes. we'll see what happens. Yes, so if maybe you, they'll surprise us. If you, the listener, have your own theories on what's going to happen in the Adams family movie, though I don't know why anybody would, <laughs> but if you do, regardless, I think Maddie yeah. and I would love to hear them. We'd love to. You can contact us at our email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Otherwise, we're always hanging around on Facebook. Yeah, send us a, a Facebook, Facebook message. <laughs> Potential spoilers podcast. It's pretty easy to find. Just yeah. look for the caution symbol logo. Please let us know any thoughts and feelings that pop into your head. Yeah. Now, we should probably get into what we're talking about next week. Now, this is always my favorite time of the month because we're actually taking a break yet again from talking about big blockbuster movies and we're going to come up with our very own concepts. And how we do this traditionally is we... Let fate decide. Yeah, we let fate decide. We rely on the roll of a die. And so basically what we've done, we've taken 60 pre-existing movies, concepts, books, franchises, ideas, and we roll the die to pick a category so we've got six categories which is remake reboot sequel prequel spin-off and adaptation and then from that we roll the dice again and we land on any one of 60 pre-existing concepts which I teased earlier and we'll be finding out exactly what we're going to have to come up with by next week making a whole plot entirely from scratch no promotional material no yes. trailer no yes. poster but we're basically free to do no Wikipedia site yeah we're basically free to do whatever we want that's true let's see how creative we actually are instead of hiding behind a prediction I guess. Yes, so Maddie D is going to roll the dice this oh, week. Yeah. I'm very excited. So just roll it so we can see what category we're doing. Ooh, very authentic. Number dice. six. Isn't that adaptation? We did adaptation last time. Roll it again. All right. Number two. I know we haven't done that. That's reboot. Now roll that dice again. We're going to find out what exactly we'll be rebooting. We love reboots. Yes, we How do. How great. That's, this we've, is the we've talked about one this week. For reboots. It's number three. Number three. So Jurassic Park. So well, it looks like next week we'll be coming up with a reboot of the Jurassic Park series. For still fresh in everyone's minds, yeah. right? The Jurassic well, Park It world. essentially has already been rebooted in a very loose sense with the Jurassic World series. But yeah, I guess so, but it's an extension that of that. That sort of franchise. fell on its ass, so let's do it better. All right. Jurassic Park, I guess. Yeah, I'm very much excited to be talking about that next week. I'm very interested to hear what Matty D's interpretation of the Jurassic we'll see, Park I guess universe we'll will be. Maybe we'll even go back to the original books and see what we can draw from those. No, yeah, that maybe. would be an adaptation. Let's just specifically stick to the movies. Alright, so join us next week to be talking Jurassic Park reboot. And if you have your own version of Jurassic Park, let us know. Yeah, please do. And we'll catch you then. Catch you then. dun 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 There's something I've been wanting to do all day. There's something I've been wanting to do all day, too. And... (laughs) There's one of me. And there's one of me. That makes one, two of us. us. (laughs) How wonderful. Kick it. 